On the phone with us this morning is Sean Stewart with AAA of Kansas. Good morning, Sean. Good morning. It's great to be on with you. You bet. Wanted to talk a little bit because this is a project that the AAA folks have been working on for quite some time, has at least gotten another step in the legislative process. We're talking about the expansion of the move-over law. So, Sean, maybe you should step us back a couple of steps and, and talk about move-over generally and then kind of get us back up to speed to where we are. Yeah, thanks, Nick. Uh the current move-over law uh, covers emergency vehicles, tow trucks, utility vehicles, even waste management trucks. And basically, as you approach those vehicles uh, from the rear, if you see them on the side of the road, uh, state law says that you should move over a lane away from them if possible uh, and or slow down significantly. Um, what we're doing is uh, with Senate Bill 142, um, it's a bill we introduced and has broad support across traffic safety and law enforcement uh, uh, industry in the state. Uh, what we're doing is adding uh, disabled vehicles, so typical consumer passenger vehicles, uh, your vehicle and my vehicle. If we're stuck on the side of the road dealing with a flat tire or a broken down vehicle, it would also include um, those those people and protect them with the same move over law. So the idea is that you've had to do this for a while anyway. Started out with yeah. basically law enforcement vehicles where if somebody was stopped and they had their the law enforcement had their lights on, you were supposed to move over and now it's just continued because uh, as we know if you've ever been on the side of the road, uh, especially on a four lane, um, there's not a ton of room to do a whole lot and so you want to give as much mm -hmm. room to folks as you can. You and I have talked about this before, Sean, but um, when the car previous to the one that uh, we own now uh, gave up the ghost, so to speak, uh, it did so on K61, um, basically between 30th and 56th here in Hutchinson, and I got it pulled off and uh, was on the right-hand side of the road, but my driver's side door and the right-hand lane of traffic uh, were probably not as far apart as me and my coffee cup are right now. And <laughs> and that's that's why moveover is important, even for disabled vehicles, right? Yeah, it's an extremely dangerous place to be. Our, our law enforcement officers, our tow truck drivers, they see this and live it every day. Uh, there's there's tragedies every year where those those professionals just doing their their jobs on the roadside are struck and killed, and the same is true for you know the average person dealing with a disabled vehicle. We have uh, deaths every year in Kansas and across the country where people are struck by uh, distracted drivers, uh, people just not paying attention. So it's it's only common sense. If you see somebody on the side of the road with their flashing lights on, whether that's law enforcement or somebody dealing with a broken down vehicle, uh, it's not only the safe thing to do, it's, it's common sense to move over. And so that's what we're trying to push with uh, Senate Bill 142. Uh, it's passed the Senate Transportation Committee, and we're now uh, waiting for it uh, to hopefully go to the full Senate for a vote very soon. All right. And this is uh, the second year of basically the two-year cycle when it comes to legislation. You guys actually talked about this last year with the goal to try to get it passed this year. If it were to go through, uh, speaking generally, normally new laws start in July. I'm guessing that's what this would do. 
Yeah, I believe this one, if I remember correctly, the, the language that we've built in is to have um, some additional time for education uh, in the bill. So um, I, I don't recall the exact date on it. I believe it would give a, a full year to uh, educate uh, motorists and so they're aware of this additional law. Sure, and the bottom line is is if you see something on the side of the road and you can safely move away from that thing, then that would be the case regardless of what the reason is for it or really which side it's on. That's the important part too is that yeah. I don't think this is – this isn't just on the right because especially in the urban areas, you can have disabled vehicles on the left on those, on those major superhighways as well. Yeah, correct. It doesn't specify right or left. Um, if, if there's a, a vehicle on the side of the road with flashing lights on, um, we're just trying to simplify it. So if you see flashing lights on the side of the road, whether that's a car broken down or a tow truck or uh, a police officer, uh, move over and slow down significantly. Uh, those people's lives are, are at stake and we're trying to protect them. Well, and it's difficult, especially in conditions like we've had. Now, granted, the weather's super nice today, but we've had some mm-hmm. slick conditions. We've had some uh, black ice conditions, things where uh, you may not necessarily know to slow down immediately. And that's where you can really have issues is if, if you, even if you're paying attention, uh, have hit a slick spot and, and spin, that kind of a thing, the, having moved over and given the space will be an additional safety measure for folks in that case as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, especially when the roads are slick, we saw recently a a highway patrol vehicle uh, with a canine uh, in it uh, struck uh, during wintry conditions. So you really just have to pay extra attention when uh, winter is happening, uh, slow down significantly for the road conditions. And because you never know when, when you're going to strike ice or, uh, your, your car is going to start to spin out. Sean, you and I both have teenage drivers. Um, but I want (laughs) to talk about this for just a second. Um, we drove to church. Uh, my oldest son drove his truck and we drove our vehicle to church yesterday and his vehicle, uh, with the exception of the license tag to his credit was still covered in the mud that we've had from the last few weeks. Uh, AAA wants to make the point that um, that everybody ought to really wash their car for the purposes of not letting salt and water together do their work. Yeah, it's it's really not just a matter of vanity to to wash your car. This time of year, it's a, it's a safety and a um, you know, uh, an issue with maintenance on your vehicle, uh, with, with these warmer temperatures in the forecast this week, uh, we remind drivers to get your vehicles washed, especially the undercarriage to help reduce the potential for rust damage and the corrosion of key parts like brake and fuel lines that can be caused by winter road salts. Um, we, according to AAA research, uh, Americans spend more than $3 billion a year on repairs from rust damage caused by de-icers. So uh, that'll get your attention. Um, 
get your get all of that road grime, wash winter off your car if you can. Uh, it's just going to protect your vehicle and uh, keep keep those re- repair costs lower. Also, if you ended up getting accidental scratches or those kinds of things, trying to yeah. use your um, use your scraper to get ice off, and maybe you you missed a <laughs> missed a spot and got near the windshield, those kind of things, it, you want to try to get that cleaned up and fixed up too while it's warm out. Yeah, you should repair any body damage and touch up any paint scratches or chips that expose that bare metal um, because that can can lead to rust a lot quicker. So if you see any scratches that go down to the metal, uh, make sure that you get those touched up uh, to protect your vehicle even, even further. All right. Well, Sean, the other thing that you and I like to talk about quite often is gas prices. And so uh, gas prices, they went down and down and down. And now it seems like maybe they're bouncing back a little bit. Yeah, we've seen quite a trend there for uh, maybe six months or so of a downward uh, uh, trend at the gas pumps. Um, But in the last few days, we've started to see them slowly tick back up. Uh, Kansas today is at 267 a gallon, and that's up four cents from a week ago. We're still down from where we were about a month ago and uh, significantly down more than 50 cents, uh, uh, lower than where we were a year ago. So, um, We've we've been seeing a seasonal uh, demand uh, being lower on gas uh, in the in the U.S., but uh, higher crude oil prices have been causing prices to kick up slightly at the pumps. Well, and I think there's a little bit of concern, Sean, that you and I have been watching and watching that that the conflict in the Middle East may not remain quite as narrow as everybody hoped. And if it doesn't and mm-hmm. it gets close to some of those oil producing areas, that can have an effect on that market. Yeah, it's certainly something that we've been watching. There really hasn't been much of an effect uh, to date, but, um, you know, we can always see things turn quickly in, in conflicts like that, especially when you start getting into uh, to oil tankers um, uh, being attacked and so forth. So definitely something that we're keeping an eye on, um, not anything to worry about right now because our prices are still uh, pretty low from from where we normally are. Uh, we have the fifth lowest average gas prices in the nation here in Kansas, so we're in, we're fortunate with that as well. Well, and in Reno County, it's one of the lowest counties in Kansas, too. So that really, uh, at least yeah. in, in particular, in this part of the state, we're still doing fairly well when it comes to that. Uh, some of the area counties are a little bit more, and uh, that isn't always so. Sometimes it flips around, but usually that's yeah. just a that's just a supply thing. It has to do with what the crude oil price was when when everything came from the refinery to the gas stations. Yeah, there's a lot of factors that go into what makes up the cost of a, of a gallon of gas. There's, like you said, transportation costs. There's wholesale prices. Uh, there's taxes for specific counties. And then there's competitive issues. Uh, you know, if there's just one or very few uh, stations in a county, uh, the prices may be higher, whereas if there's more of a competitive market, uh, that can you know, help prices 
stay down. But uh, again, we're what, 50 some odd cents less than we were a year ago. So we're in the 250, right. 260 range, depending on what county you're in, uh, rather than the $3 range. So hopefully things will stay down for at least a little bit longer in the area for those that are going to the pumps. But uh, really, yeah. it's going to. Um, it's going to be interesting because the weather also, I think, helped with demand a little bit. And now that the weather's improving, folks will probably uh, drive a little bit more. It's kind of that, that double-edged sword on things. Yeah, we had quite a bit of winter across the country there for a while. So that certainly did keep uh, people off the roads more so than normal. So as we as we moderate and start to head uh, toward glimpses of spring, um, more people will likely be out driving. So we could see demand uh, tick up. Um, but again, uh, crude oil prices are going to be the main driver in where our, our prices at the pumps go. Crude oil prices make up about 50 to 60% of uh, the price of a gallon of gas. So uh, we'll be watching that. Uh, of course, you know, global crude oil prices, uh, uh, issues uh, thousands and thousands of miles away from us can uh, dictate what we pay at the pumps. Again, we've been talking to Sean Stewart with AAA 